ladies and gentlemen, Brandy J's podcast, a voice to be reckoned with, would like to thank you for making the right choice in choosing a podcast that moves a nation. And now, here she is in five, four, three, two, one. If you are tuning in, you're listening to A Voice to be Reckoned With, and I'm your host, Brandy J. Singleton. Thank you for joining me today, and I really appreciate you guys for all you do, because I couldn't do this without you. Guys, today's episode is a very special one, a very important one, with a very, very important message. Today, I'm here with a guest by the name of Michael Dyer. Michael Dyer was a cast member from, I learned it from you. This was a interview I did with a writer and producer, yes, film writer and producer, Kevin Douglas Wright, last year, 2019. And I had to, um, another cast member too, by the name of Stephen Noah Sims. This year, I have the pleasure of having another cast member, and that's Michael. But if you did listen to the episodes, or you can go back and listen to them, let me just remind you. I learned it from you as a documentary about racial attitudes. So in 2019, I learned it from you. It was officially selected three. It was selected by three film festivals and now a best-selling book, guys. The film was produced, directed, and written by Kevin Douglas Wright. So in this book and in this film, Kevin interviewed six randomly selected people who were born between 1946 and 1953. And he asked each of the interviewees the same six questions, guys, okay? The same six questions. They didn't meet each other. None of them, they're all, you know what I mean, lived in different, you know, states. They had no idea what the questions were going to be when they even sat down to do this interview, okay? One of them was, when were you born? The other one was, the second one was, where did you grow up during your childhood years? The third question was, what color were your childhood friends? The fourth question was, what childhood games did you play? The fifth one was, what is your earliest memory, your earliest memory of someone pointing out to you that there is a major difference between being a black person, a person of color, and being a white person? And then the sixth question was, how do you see the future? Hmm. Yep. As each interview unfolds, each question is answered by each interviewee. And their real-life stories co- consistently reveal someone teaching something that has been responsible for destroying people, cities, states, and countries in front of our eyes, guys, for hundreds of years. The overall result of these interviews is that it's unbelievable how different people from different walks of life describe virtually identical negative experiences and feelings when answering these six simple questions. The ideas, practices, and memories of slavery, discrimination, prejudice, and racism have become a part of everyone's life worldwide. 
the six interviewees described the effects of these ideas, practice, practices, and memories as careers ruined, hate, fear, lives, and hopes smashed violently and broken into pieces, disparity, animosity, discouraging behavior, feeling downtrodden, degradation, hopelessness, craziness, madness, reactions of hatred and anger, and extreme focus on skin color, stolen land, backbreaking work without pay, sexual harassment, riots, oppression, injustice, and rape. Whew, man, I tell you. The world we live in today is extremely fast-paced, and we do not have a lot of time. It is not easy for most of us to quickly get a civil rights lesson and read all of the history about racist America, Jim Crow laws, civil rights. Guys, this alone right here, what I'm just telling you about this documentary should already let you know that this is some real stuff. Do you know that these are just some questions that Kevin actually asked his parents when he was younger? And then now he comes about and he does a documentary on it. Man, oh man. So on that note, I'm not even going to keep going. I just want to let you in. And I'm going to say this very strongly. Please go to Amazon Prime and go ahead and watch the documentary. I learned it from you. I can also provide you and share digital copy. You can pass it around. But I'm telling you. Please don't let this just pass you by. But if you watch it and you take heed to it, I almost guarantee it's gonna have an effect. It's not you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna walk away from this and not have it resonate with you. I think this is something for everybody to hear and to see. So on that note, today. Now we get to talk to one of the cast members, the second cast member. There's six of them, but the second cast member. Michael Dyer. So please guys, let's give him a listening ear. He was so awesome to, to, to talk with. And now you guys get a chance to hear him too. So let's get into it. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Brand DJ Singleton with the voice to be reckoned with. Today, guys, I have a very special guest here with me today. And um, he is a cast member from the documentary by Kevin Douglas Wright called I Learned It From You. And uh, this is a very powerful message. And we have uh, Mr. Michael Dyer here with us today. Hey, Mike. 
Hey, how you doing today? I'm doing so well, so very well. How are you? Good, good, thank you. No problem, no problem. Thank you for joining me here today. It means a lot. My pleasure. Um, so Michael, before we, we dig, dig in, uh, do you mind you want to uh, just let the listeners um, know uh, who, who you are, a little bit about yourself? Okay, I'm a 68-year-old man, um, grew up in the South, uh, had a stepfather that was a uh, KKK member, um, met Kevin a couple of years ago uh, when he was talking about this project on Facebook, and uh, we hit it off. Um, I think it's a great, you know, idea that he, he was uh, trying to promote, you know, that we learn this behavior, you know, and, and we perpetuate this behavior by passing it on to our children and, and passing it on to, you know, our friends, people around us, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, sure. For sure. And, and for the listeners, uh, guys, the documentary, I learned it from you. Um, Mike's going to tell us a little bit more um, about, about, you know, since you are the, the uh, we're in the, the documentary. I know this um, resonates with you, you know, a lot. And, uh, and I really want to find out what your experience was like while you were, you know, filming and then more of how this this topic resonates into your life because you, you said some very interesting things right now. You, ha you know, your history of, you know, your stepfather being the KKK. And so that's got to be, you know, I mean, something that. Uh, yeah, I do. Believe me, it, it was tough to deal with then. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, because before my mother had met my stepfather, um, I knew black people and, you know, I knew them to be just like me, same desires, same needs, uh, wonderful people, uh, at least all the people that I've ever been involved with. Um, but then my mom takes up with this guy and I'm, I'm hearing all kinds of nonsense coming out of his mouth. I mean, he used to come back from some of these meetings with so many off the wall things just I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't believe he was repeating the stuff, never mind that he actually fell in line and believed it. He was an intelligent human being, owned his own business. Um, other than his racial ideas, um, we got along fairly well, but the racial aspect of our relationship caused everything else to fall apart between him and, him and I. And then, of course, that affected my mother, and so I joined the Marine Corps and left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, Michael, let me ask you. So, how did how did um, it come about that you uh, that Kevin um, found you and um, asked you to be a part of the documentary? He, I met him on Facebook, and he had put up a um, an ad, so to speak, asking people. Uh, from my boy was born between the years 1948 and 1954. Uh, I think those were the years. But uh, at any rate, I fell in. <laughs> I fell into that line. Uh, so uh, I contacted him and told him that yes, you know, I'd very much enjoy discussing 
uh, you know, having grown, grown up with a, a KKK member and, uh, you know, how that affected me and how that, you know, went on to, um, you know, add meaning to my life because even though this adult in my life was trying to tell me one thing, I knew different. And that helped me to understand that people are going to try and lead you uh, down the primrose path to believe whatever they want you to believe because somehow or another, it affects them in a positive way if they can change you to believe something negative. Right. You know? Um, so we talked um, over the phone. Uh, then we met at the public library and that was when we actually did the interview. Okay. All right. So I, I take it you weren't nervous. You were ready for this. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, I'm nervous. I mean, you know, you could take this meeting and twist it around and do all kinds of things with the vocals, but uh, I'm really not worried about that. I mean, I spoke to Kevin. He recommended you and said that, you know, he thought it would be, uh, you know, a good thing to, for me to do. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's really important to me more uh, that we as a human race start to believe in each other yes not because of the color of our skins or because of the shape of our eyes or you know the size of your breast i mean it it doesn't matter i mean you know we all have the same needs we all have the same desires yeah we just want to get by i i've never really wanted to be a rich man you know I've always been happy uh, and satisfied with raising my family through the hardships, uh, mostly because, you know, it, it, it helped my kids to learn that it, we didn't do all of this on our own, you know, that there were a lot of other people that were involved, uh, yeah. you know, teachers, you know, helping with, with my kids, helping them to get their minds straight and, you know, uh, learn what's real and what's not real in this world. Uh, all kinds of people, doctors, lawyers, well, not lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where lawyers come from sometimes. It's that, uh, I, I guess the mindset of, you know, everything is okay and somebody has to defend this guy. And so we're gonna defend him, you know? Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know that takes a, that's got to be a, a iffy one there because, you know, you have to defend someone that's guilty and then it's like, I guess that your morals come into play there. Well, it's a mindset, I believe, you know, it's, uh, we see ourselves one way and, it, you know, if we're good people, we see ourselves as good people. If we're evil, we're going to try and display that we're good people, but it yeah. really does show through. It just, just like, you know, just like the guy that's in the White House right now. I mean, it shows through that he's an evil bastard. Yeah. You know? kind of, I find it kind of fascinating sometimes because as I watch him, I'm just like, he just kept making stuff up like this. This is like, this dude is like really serious. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't even try to not even act like that. I don't think he could if he tried. 
no. <laughs> and, and talking with people like him is, is what I grew up doing because my stepfather was like that. And his ideas, his concepts of the world, they were right. Everybody else's was wrong, you know. Uh, nobody else had those same feelings, you know. He was the uh, he was the master of his household. When you know, like I said, <laughs> I packed up and joined the Marine Corps so he could be the master of his household. Um, but the reality of it is, it, it's like talking to a wall. They pretend to listen but they don't hear, you know, right. all, all, they, all they hear is what their so-called leaders want them to hear, whether it's, you know, the skinheads with the, uh, what's his name, Richard Spencer, uh, or, you know, it's Trump. Um, people, I mean, <laughs> can you believe shoot up disinfectant? Oh, yeah. Come on, man. I was talking to my son about that the other day. I said, this is the type of things that he says that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and I told him, I said, it whatever you say, don't listen to it. People down here in Florida go to the hospital because of that, you know. Yeah. And you got to question the people that are actually taking the, the, you know, actually doing what he's putting out there. But it just shows what one person, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, like it, it says, could devastate, you know, the uh, how it says in the beginning, it says sometimes what, Teach you uh, what one teaches someone can have deadly consequences, you know, and exactly, exactly. yeah, yeah. And, and you talk to the supporters, you know, the, the guys that are following Richard Spencer and Trump and, and other idiots that just want to lead you down a primrose path for their own uh, needs. Uh, and and you'll, you'll learn they're the same people. You know, they're the same kind of people. They don't care about anybody other than themselves. They they do this because otherwise they'd have to actually work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if they can if they can mislead somebody into buying into their nonsense, well, you know, that's one more person spreading their message, which right. comes back to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just it's just stupidity. I mean we're supposed to be, I try every day since I got out of the Marine Corps, I try to be a better person than I was yesterday. Yes, yes, I love that. I, I don't necessarily achieve that goal all the time. And I do easily slide back into being, you know, a, um, I don't want to say violent, but protective person. Yeah. Um, you know, when I don't really have to be, you know, I, uh, I prefer to be easygoing and, and, you know, have a, a simple conversation with people. Uh, but once they cross that line and start, you know, bad mouthing me and talking me down, I, I've got to leave because otherwise things are going to happen that I don't want to have happen. You know? Yeah. Totally. For sure. That was the same problem I had with my stepfather. Um, he and I would go at it fighting tooth and nail and it would just tear my mom up. You know, I could see it when it was happening. And so I had to leave, uh, 17 years old, but the Marine Corps didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I felt like I was more of a man 
at 17, leaving that household than the man I left in that household with my mother. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like it. You made a, I think it made a, you made a choice that basically set your your life up for what it was gonna, you know, be. Could have played out totally different if you would have stayed. Most uh, likely. And then while I was in the Marine Corps, I found out they lied too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you go to Vietnam and you discover that. Wow, we're not here to protect and defend these innocent people from an aggressive group that just wants to uh, overpower them. We're here protecting a criminal government, mm -hmm. you know, that was based on, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, but the Emerald Triangle which was, you know, the heroin operation with Laos and South Vietnam. And uh, yeah, that's what we were doing there. Wow. That's uh, so, yeah. <laughs> everywhere I went, you know, I, I, but that was, it was also a good thing because it showed me that um, anybody could lie to me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have to believe them, you know. But anybody can lie to me yeah. and do it with a straight face, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That, 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 I like what you said there. That was very powerful um, how you delivered that and spoke about the experience uh, and how you realized that lies are everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's a, we choose to believe them or not. As a child, before my stepfather, I. You know, it, it was La La Land. It was, yeah, everything's all wonderful and groovy and cool. And, you know, I didn't have any enemies. Uh, I didn't have any bullies in school. I didn't bully other people. I mean, life was, uh, you know, generally just being a kid and being a happy kid. And then along comes this guy that uh, wants to try and change my belief system. I was only 10 or 11 at the time. But I knew it was wrong, you know, and the more and more time that went by, the easier it became to, you know, just shrug it off and walk away until I reached that point in, you know, mid-teens where we don't shrug things off and walk away. We get pissed off and argue about it, and that's what caused the problems between he and I was the fact that I was standing up to him and he didn't like people standing up to him still to this day <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wouldn't back down you know I was adamant I brought home the uh, uh, the uh, fullback from the football team at my high school and uh, Paul uh, good-sized young black man hell of a sense of humor always enjoyed his company my stepfather walked into the house that night came around the corner and uh, saw him sitting at the table eating dinner with me and flipped out <laughs> lost his mind uh, he is bouncing around the house jumping up and down my mother went out to calm him down and try and you know talk sense to him 
And finally he went in his room and into their bedroom and slammed the door and, uh, you know, decided he'd just let it be until after Paul had left. And Paul was like, got really nervous. And, you know, I apologized and told him, you know, this didn't think he was coming home tonight, you know. Uh, it's poker night, and usually poker night, he goes straight from work to play in poker. But uh, he came home, I guess, I don't know why. But I found out later on that, you know, evidently somebody had told him that they'd seen a, a black kid walking into his house. Wow. That's why he came home. So he got what he deserved. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you know, um, Michael, uh, my, these, uh, these genius, uh, questions here, the, I think it was, uh, six questions, five questions, six questions, right? Six questions. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and you know, when, when these questions, we were talking about them, it, it changed my, uh, well then it kind of did, it, it uh, resonated more with me because I never even thought about it. And so I, I applied them to myself and my thinking and just, you know, I, I just thought it was just amazing. And then, so the first one was, uh, wasn't it, uh, what co the color of, what was the color of your childhood friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and it just went along and it just like, from that day on, I, like my mind was, it just opened another door for me to understanding people more and what was going on around me more. So when you answered the, when you were asked the question, um, tell me how that went. Where, where'd that go? Well, uh, I think the documentary pretty much speaks for itself. It's, uh, he, he kind of jumps around a little bit, but he tells the story in the process of, of moving from place to place with his story. Um, I like Kevin. He's really got a, a, a great sense of humanity. Yeah. And, and he has a great desire to, you know, uh, to do whatever he can to bring us together and, and become one people, mm -hmm. you know, which is, it, you, you can go all the way back to, uh, who, who was it? Uh, Abraham Lincoln, was, it, was, was he the one that said, divided we stand, united we fall, or united we stand, divided we fall? And, and, and I apply that to race as well. Yeah. You know, we can't have a united country if if we have all these racial problems, uh, police looking down the end of their nose at young black men simply because they're young black men. Uh, it's the same thing with, with, with school and, and our environment. Every aspect of our lives, we have to be able to interact together, yeah. you know, without fear of being backstabbed, you know, uh, by somebody because, oh, there's six black guys on the, on the team and there's only three of us white guys. And, you know, if they can bring in another black guy, then there's going to be one less white guy. And, and that's just not the way the world works, you know, <laughs> it really doesn't. Uh, and, and, for people to try and make that a reality is clearly stupidity yeah. at its you know. That is, it, it very much 
it very much is. And I think that, um, you know, with, with my son, you know, he's very, uh, you know, I try to keep, you know, the dialogue open when it, when it comes to stuff like this. He gets very passionate about things. He's, he's 13 about, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like this and very opinionated. But um, yeah. I know that uh, with the in question too, when it said in general, is childhood better, is the childhood experience um, better if you grow up going to school with many different types of children? And I remember the day uh i told my parents because where i grew up at uh the area i'm in san diego that's the Mm -hmm. logan heights area and i went to an elementary called named logan elementary and it was majority uh, hispanic and then um african-american and i remember knowing like one one white um girl and then there was like an indian boy but i remember Uh in preschool i had a friend that lived not that far and she was she was white and we were like best friends but so when I got to this point and I was going to transition into junior high school, I told my parents where I wanted to go because I said I wanted to. That made me want to be around more kinds of cultures and people. Yeah. And I don't know. With me, I don't really know where that came from. But, you know, we always say our upbringing and where we come from kind of exactly. creates, our, you know, it kind of creates our, our thinking and our identity and all that, you know. Yes. And so race was never anything that was an issue i don't even think we ever even had conversations really about it i think it for most people probably gets real which is also i think another question when did you realize this was in school you know and um yeah but that's what i wanted to do i said because i wanted to be around and be able to you know i just wanted to get to know other kinds of people i think that is very important for 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 the young people everybody to to be exposed to different types of people, you know, because when you don't, I, I see sometimes uh, kids, you could tell when they're not used to being around maybe a, um, um, a white individual or, or, a, a, or even a Hispanic kid not being used to being around an African-American, you know, you could just see, you know, I think it's important to expose our children to different types of things and people. Exactly. How can we learn uh, without actually experiencing anything. I mean, yeah. you, get, you get the the message, you know, uh, but you don't, it, there's acceptance that comes with the knowledge of experience, you know, mm-hmm. being involved with a variety of people as opposed to just one race or let's say you're you're one of these groups that just believes in family only so you you never get to meet or know anyone other than people that are in your family directly you know what kind of a life are you going to have uh you know where are you going to be able to expand your horizons how yeah you know, you, you've limited yourself to the point where uh, you're just you're just in a box. You mm-hmm. know, you don't have any relationships to grow with, or you know, exactly, exactly, a and possible wife or husband. <laughs> oh God, your sister? No. no. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but I mean, this is this is the limits that that we allow people to place on us mm-hmm. you know, uh, the school system i mean i was there when 
the first schools were being integrated. You know, I was growing up during a time where, uh, I don't know, what was it? Jim Crow? Uh, you know, you'd walk into the stores and back in the back of the uh, Woolworth store was uh, two water fountains. One said white and one said colored. And while my cousin was drinking from the one that said white, I was drinking from the one that said colored. And I just thought, I, I didn't know that what it really meant. I had no idea what the word colored meant as far as referring to a human being. I thought it was just the way they put the handle on. I don't know. I don't know what was in my mind at the time. But it certainly wasn't, you know, blacks using this and whites using that. You know, that, that, that didn't come into play until years later when I met the racist and, <laughs> you know, then a whole lot of things became clear. But at that, at that point, things had already started to change. Um, you know, like I said, schools were becoming, you know, desegregated. Um, people were beginning to accept each other. And there was always that crowd, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, from looking around today, that there's always going to be a certain crowd that, just like you know, the uh, the Amish won't use machinery. Uh, there's a certain crowd that is never going to hang out with black people, or hang out with white people, or you know, hang out with Oriental people or, you know, there's so many different prejudices and so much bigotry. I, I find it extremely hard to not laugh at people when, when they start bringing out their, their bigoted side and, and allowing themselves to just ramble on about, you know, this, that, or the other, and this group, and how they treat themselves, and how they treat each other, and, you know, yeah. Jews have tails, did you know that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it's been going for so long, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, since the beginning of time, you know, in a way, I guess I can understand back then the smaller communities trying to hold together and protect themselves from outsiders. But we've way past, we've gone way past that now, you know? Uh, it's, it's a society that is destroying itself by not becoming more acceptive, uh, acceptive, is that a word? <laughs> uh, people, people aren't accepting each other, you know, and, and for so many different reasons, it's, it just seems stupid to me. It is. Can't it's we find much words to say for, but stupid, I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they, they try and make themselves sound so intelligent, like they know what they're talking about. And then they just keep going right off the end of the, you know, right off the end of the tablet. And, and God, I don't know, man. I, why couldn't, why couldn't one of the, uh, one of the 10 commandments be, you know, love one another. Wait, I think that is one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
uh, mm-hmm. Love Thy Neighbor, I think it is. Uh, how about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it seems like there's too many people running around that are trying to find reasons to hate each other, you know, and yeah. hate their brothers and, you yeah. know, not accept life on life's terms. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they'd rather blame. And this is something that, you know, I, I see in the Republican Party extremely, you know, uh, uh, trying to mislead and and destroy lives by by making you believe that you've got an enemy that you've never met. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, totally. You've got got an enemy that you don't know, and I'm going to tell you about him right here, right now, you know? And it's those Democrats, because they'll accept it anybody you know they don't care about uh, 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 you know keeping purity in our blood they don't care about uh, you know making the world a better place and a safer place you know they'd rather just go out there and rob people and you know <laughs> and there's so many idiots that buy into this crap yeah you know? it gets me it's the thinking of the ones re- receiving and 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 believing the information it's it's baffling to me yeah it really is it's it's beyond comprehension when it comes to that nonsense yeah and and i I think the longer we allow this uh bullshit pardon the expression but as long as we allow it to continue it's just it's it's gonna keep destroying this country we need a law today that says no politician, no public servant of any kind in any way, shape, form, or fashion can tell a lie. Cops, doctors, nurses, politicians, all of them. No lying. Why why are they allowed to stand up and tell lies and have their entire party backed them up, mm-hmm. you know, when we know that's a lie. Yep. That just pits people against each other. Now, if they couldn't lie, if there was a, a it's like going to court. You go to court, you tell a lie, you go to jail. Yeah, that's a consequence, yep. Exactly. If there's a public servant in the United States today telling any kind of lies in public. Now, you know, in private, you've got your own life to live. But in public, telling lies by a public servant should be punishable by 10 years. Just, I don't care, just simple lies because it's those simple lies that lead us down that primrose path to following their lead to hell and back. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. They're but we'll, we'll never see that as long as we've got a Republican and a Democratic Party to, you know, to bull crap us. <laughs> we're never going to see that law hit the books. Yeah, they're very true. Very, very true. Which is sad because you would think that people that are leaders of the country would want to lead their country into a better situation and protect and and keep it safe. But we're voting for people that are 
not here to protect us. They're trying to control, separate. They're living, mm -hmm. you know? And as long as they're making a living that way, uh, you know, they can blame whoever they want to blame. They can blame all the uh, lobbyists. They can blame lawyers. And I don't care who they blame. The reality of it is, is they're supporting the lies. This is the Democratic Party as well as the Republican Party, you know? Uh, the crap they just pulled on on Bernie was oh, uh, unbelievable. Same crap they did last year to him, you know? I mean, not last year, but <laughs> four years <laughs> ago, you know, to put Hillary into power instead of, instead of him getting a shot at it. Yeah. And now they're doing the same thing with Joe Biden. Joe Biden's that easygoing guy that just, mm -hmm. you know, uh, nothing's ever going to change with Joe Biden sitting in the White House. <laughs> the changes that this clown, this orange clown that's sitting in the White House now has made, day one, gagged the EPA. Yeah. And the okay. second thing he did the same day was made it okay for your financial advisor, the people that handle your money for retirement down the road, it's allowed to lie to you. Did you know that? <laughs> oh my did goodness, you know I did that? not know that one. Yeah, yeah. That I was the first that. day the orange buffoon was in office. So he the just said that right there. He's like, basically just, it's okay to, to be like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lie, lie, lie. <laughs> lie till your teeth fall out and keep lying, you know? Yeah, for sure. And for, and like I say, it's just, it's not just that party. It's because they're all getting their money from the same place, you know, and they're using it for themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. Okay. There's a hospital being built. Uh, oh, well, you know, there's this going on for the people who are putting up new parks. Uh, there's really nothing being done for the people of the United States right now. No. Yeah. No, that's what I always take a look at, at every time we have an election and we vote and all that stuff. And I always have this question of, of that, you know, of that very first year or actually in the beginning and then right around this time where we're at. And like, what have we, we accomplished or what has we has been done by or do we as people feel like anything for, you know, what I mean that we would want uh, somebody to sit in that seat and, and take a look at and and, and achieve like, is any of that being done? So, like, we're, what are we, we're just really nothing in this whole, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, sheep just, you know, just being played with and we mean nothing. Yeah, exactly. And and they'll tell you, oh, yeah, we're going you know, to fix that infrastructure uh, uh, as soon as we can get an agreement with those, uh, those clowns across the road. Uh, you know, the, it, they're the ones that are holding us back. Then you go talk to one of them and it's, ah, oh, no, they're the ones that are holding us back. And the truth is, neither one of them wants to spend the money. They want to keep loading their pockets up as fast as possible with as much as possible. Which is crazy. And, and shipping it to offshore accounts, too. The money doesn't even stay here in this country, you know? It's like, how much money could do you, do you want, do you need? I mean, you can't take it with you when you die. It's like, they just want more, they want all the money, and then they want to take money from from the, the poor, you know what I mean? Or the people oh, yeah, that yeah. have less, you just want all of it. I'm well, just like, what, well, you're going to have to put your casket with you too and you die? I mean, like, come on. <laughs> Facing facts, there's a few families 
in this country, like the Mercers and the, uh, well, they, they call themselves the Cokes. Uh, I call them the Cox because that, <laughs> that's the way the name is actually spelled, K-O-C-H, you know. But um, $200 billion this family has, and it's not enough. They helped put, you know, they started the Tea Party. It was one of the families that helped start the Tea Party. The idea there was they wanted to uh, rape public lands. Well, Trump just opened up our public lands and said, you know, you guys can, and it cost them next to nothing to, you know, to take over the, the mineral rights to these properties and to go in there and exploit them. And these are the kinds of people that they don't go back in there afterwards and then repair the property back to the way it's supposed to be, which at one time we had rules in this country that said, if you're going to mine, you have to return it back to, you know, it's pristine, uh, way of looking and and uh, uh, now we've got the cock family and the mercers and others that are just out there destroying as fast as possible so that they can make as much money as possible and what's the point it's like you say how much money can you possibly spend well it's not really the money it's the power that comes with the money yeah and then they export that around the world, you know, so that everybody is just like howdy doody up there now talking about China. Oh, it's their fault. It's not my fault. I mean, you know, anybody that he can. <laughs> in the meantime, we've got more deaths in this country than they do in theirs. Uh, we currently have one third of the coronavirus cases in the world. And we're opening up. And you're talking 6 billion people versus the United States, which is only 320 million or 330 million, whatever. Uh, uh, so, you know, who's lying? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that, that's, that's, um, that's crazy to me. And uh, I don't know. I do, I'm just thrown, you know, thrown off and completely by... And that's why I think this new documentary, it just, I just really just love, love, love this, this documentary. And I just don't, to me, I feel like this, I feel played with. I feel like, why don't you just come out and just say what you're doing here? Because any of that other stuff, like obviously you think we're stupid or you just don't even care. You just gotta say what you're gonna say. You might as well just come out and just tell me the agenda because I'm already seeing, I already know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We're trying to eliminate some people. We're like this, this, we really don't give a crap about any of you. We'll throw each other on the bus if we have to. And <laughs> Exactly. And, and this is my point. We've reached the saturation point now. I mean, for years, they used race was the big card that they played. Oh, you know, the blacks are going to take over. Look, those, those people are having 14 kids in a family. They're not talking about Catholics. They're talking about blacks. <laughs> The reality of it is you've got the Catholics on one hand that just do not believe in birth control whatsoever. And, and But you're hearing the story from the other side where they're trying to outpopulate us. You know, the more kids they have, the more of them there is. And, blah, 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 blah. and it's just such bullshit, you know? <laughs> yeah. You got to go and, and say to yourself, so somebody pull on your leg here. <laughs> 
and, and why? I question everything. When yeah. somebody uh, tells me something, I try and figure out why. And exactly. if, I, if I can't figure out why they want me to believe this, I'll outright ask them. And I've heard all kinds, well, you're not a patriot if you don't believe this. <laughs> okay, I'm not a patriot, all right. Um, um, so what, what are the other problems I have because I don't follow your way of thinking, you know? And this is what it boils down to. I don't have any problems. You people got problems and you're bringing your problems to me and trying to make me help you eradicate your problem yeah. or follow your line of thought right into hell. And I'm not going. Yep. I'm not going. I, I, I seriously believe that God is watching all of us. Oh yeah, for sure. He's he's maybe setting back and not doing as much as he once did, but then why should he? He gave us the choice. Mm -hmm. He gave us the ability to, to to learn to teach. I mean, I admire teachers tremendously. Not yeah, uh, easy. <laughs> they're the ones that are passing on the new mindset. Yeah. You know, they're the people that are, and, and it's hard to overcome what they're hearing at home, you know, mm -hmm. because at home, you know, that's, that's mom and dad and their brothers and sisters and cousins and aunts and uncles and gee, how can I say anything against them? You know, how can I, how can I butt heads with what they say is true? And my teacher is telling me, you know, this is true. Yeah. Uh, people need to leave well enough alone. <laughs> yeah, they do. An issue with prayer in school, and they have removed, you know, any type of practices in school. So, so right there and on, I got to researching 50 years ago. I forgot his name, but he was an atheist. I did my research, and it was taken out of schools. Prayer was not allowed. So I did my yeah. research, and I found out all these things about, in one hand, it said that prayer wasn't allowed, but still people were kids and youth were challenging it and everything, but teachers were not to, to this day, we are not allowed to discuss prayer or, 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 or even pray with the kids or, or whatsoever. Then I go revisit it probably this year, and I'm not stupid or blind. I'm like, somebody didn't want in here and kind of change it around because now you're okay. You're like, it's okay when the students like praying as long as, you know, they're doing it at they can get together and, and they can they can exercise that right. But teachers, right. we are not allowed to show. We can't pray with each other. We can't. I, I think it's a public thing. You know, I mean, if someone wants to, you know, bow their head and what they do in private or during their meals, but we are not to exercise that. We're not even to talk about those things with. And at some point, I understand because not everybody is of the same. Um, you know, have the same beliefs. But why would that be something that? someone couldn't do if that's what they you, you know what i mean yeah oh absolutely it, it's, god, i thought it was in god we trust so what's the problem right <laughs> it's the same thing uh, the uh um the pledge of allegiance right oh, when they serve god you know uh well because it mentions god yes and 
I, I can't really think of any other reason that they would force the pledge out of schools. Mm -hmm. I think every, every politician in this country needs to get up in the morning. Every TV station should be started in the morning with one politician for each TV station giving the Pledge of Allegiance. Hey, we're paying their salary. Yeah. I would like to know that they, their allegiance lies with this country and not with Saudi Arabia. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, you know, not with their banking country, whichever that happens to be. I think most of them are going with the Grand Caymans these days, but there's still others that are, you know, Luxembourg and what have you. Switzerland is still popular, but you know, the FBI and uh, CIA are getting information out of Switzerland. Mm -hmm. So I guess they're not as popular as they once were, but it's ridiculous. The things that they're, you know, these, these are things that make America come together. You know, when we uh, are at a sporting event, and and the Star Spangled Banner comes on. Everyone stands and their hands are over their hearts and you know, guys in uniforms are saluting. That's a beautiful thing. But it's just a song and everybody sits down afterwards and forgets. Yeah, and goes back to their their, their ways. <laughs> it, it, it's part of time, you know. <laughs> which I'm okay with that. I'm okay with party time. <laughs> you should see my hair. Uh, <laughs> uh, which, which is another reason why, you know, uh, as I grew older, uh, I, I began to identify with, with, with black people more. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sympathetic towards, you know, driving while black. Because uh, I drove with long hair. <laughs> <laughs> and the cops would pull up next to me and they'd look over expecting to see some cute young devil and there I'd be with a mustache and a beard. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd back off and get behind me and pull me over. And so I understand where that's coming from. You know, it's, uh, and, and, and again, right back into that same old bigoted BS that, you know, it, it's people are dying because of this BS. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that cop in South Carolina that, that shot that kid running away, you know, emptied emptied the gun on the kid. Yeah, all those rounds. Yeah. Uh, if, what the hell? You probably will get no, and got and got no. You know what I mean? Like there was yeah. nothing done. There's no explanation for it. There's no reason or rhyme. Uh, it was just, you know, it, it, like the Zimmerman guy here in Florida. Yeah, I remember that. that yeah. Killed Trayvon uh, mm -hmm. Martin. Uh, sickens me, you know, yeah. and, and and he's still in and out of trouble all the time. This, yeah, this, and it's that's a, a judge, right? Yeah, he's he's got his head so far up his own butt that all he ever sees is darkness, and uh, you know, you can't experience the world in the dark. No, not at all. <laughs> you really can't. Uh, this is this is one reason why I feel like people really need to 
get to know each other. I mean, not just as, hi, how are you, neighbor, but get to know each other. And, and the neighborhood I live in now is mixed. I've, I've always been in mixed neighborhoods. In fact, <laughs> my kids grew up uh, going to Martin Luther King Junior Elementary School. And one of the things that, that I was very proud of with my kids is that, you know, they uh, interacted with other people without regard to the color of their skin or without regard to, you know, any differences, whether they were Vietnamese kids or uh, black kids or whoever, you know, it, it, and, and and I've experienced racism coming from the other direction. I mean, you know, we all know that exists as well. Uh, it's it's and and yeah, I actually blow it off most of the time because I figure, you know, they've been mistreated so much. You know, they deserve, you know, have some way they can take their crap out on once in a while. Now, if it gets physical, that's a different story. <laughs> but as long as it's just verbal. You know, I can take it. <laughs> I can take it. Yeah, I'm part of that white race. <laughs> Bunch of dumbasses, you know. <laughs> they'll step on their own tongues just in order to make a point, you know. <laughs> um, but I didn't allow my kids to grow up like that, yeah. you know. And for a while, I thought they were getting uh, the wrong message because they were coming home trying to act like, you know, uh, black kids and and I had to tell them how disrespectful that was as well, you know. Uh, my son currently is a, um, he's the head of the Red Cross Disaster and Emergency Relief wow. up in Seattle. And he's moved from, he was in the Boston area for a while. And then he was in Michigan area for a while. He was there when um, Flint, Michigan had its problem with the water. Oh yeah, my cousin was there at that time, yeah. He was there passing out water bottles and, you know, hearing all the remarks of, you know, cracker uh, coming around trying to make good, you know, now that all well, shit's hit the fan and and he just blew it off because, you know, he knew where it was coming from. And, and, and you can't blame people. They're absolutely right. Those Republicans and the, uh, the governor and, and the other ones that, you know, just decided to take the water off of one system and put it on another without you know checking with anyone <laughs> yeah yeah uh, they're responsible for those children they're responsible yeah. for those lives and and Very the much. way those lives have been affected yeah uh, but you don't hear of anything really happening to them anybody go to jail no here if they got thrown out of office they should have been thrown out of office tarred and feathered yeah but Very much so. they needed to go to jail Yep. Yeah. It's, it's not right. You know, it just shows the world. It shows our children, you know, and that's, and that's another thing too, like um, you were saying about, you know, and how you understand where it comes from when African Americans are, you know what I mean? They got that, that anger or, you know, feel a certain way. Cause you know, I understand it too, but when I look at it also, I see it as, um, uh, still hindrance and separation and I look at it from the kids point because when, when I see those things happen I look to the right and to the left and I say now we have to watch what we say because we have children and pass that along to children and they'll repeat 
You know I mean, they don't yeah. they don't have that same understanding that where it's coming from with you know they the person that's saying it. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I have a problem of the ignorance being still passed along. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. I, I feel like Martin Luther King and the people that were that were had courage to do something to make change and not just complain and talk about, you know what I mean, and tear others down. It's probably one of the reasons why I'm sitting here now and I feel like he didn't do all he did for me to continue it, you know what I mean, and to, to spew, you know what I mean? And to exactly. to exactly. put others down and Cause I, I listened to that speech, you know what I mean, and and he said for all, exactly. <laughs> little black women, black girls, and white girls, and everybody, you know, and I, that's exactly. powerful. And I come think together, be humans. Yeah. You know, be people who care about each other. Mm-hmm. And share with each other. Yeah. You, know? you can't fight ignorance for ignorance. You can't fight evil. You know, you can't fight. You know, evil with evil, and it's just you know, you just gotta decide. Hey, I'm a let this go, you know, you know, or, or do something, but you know what right. I mean? But it's gotta be something that's gonna make it better. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that was my point with my son. Uh, back in 2001, when uh, the World Trade Center came down, he called me and said, I think I'm gonna join the military. And I said, no, you're not. And he was like, why you did? I said, and that's exactly why you're not. And I explained to him why, um, you know, that it was all a bunch of bullshit in the first place. It was a lie. Uh, you'd really need to look deeper into what you're getting involved in before you get involved, which is the same thing that goes on with race. You know, think about this now. Uh, we have in this country a military that is supposed to serve the people of the United States, but it's serving one ideology or another. Mm -hmm. you know, it's serving a uh, Republican master or it's serving a Democratic master. And those masters really um, cause upheaval in the world with their own prejudices and bigotries uh, it's certain you know groups it's you know the russians are bad the chinese are bad you know uh, it, it's not that way we need to pull ourselves together so that we can pull the rest of the world together exactly. and stop all of this BS from continuing to destroy this planet. You know, if it wasn't for a bunch of businessmen who like the profits they're making from the oil that they're, you know, taking out of the ground, um, we'd be doing a whole lot better off already. You know, uh, but okay, so now we need the oil, so which we really don't, <laughs> but we need the oil, so we're gonna take over this country, and uh, who cares that ninety percent of the people that uh you know were involved in that fracas were from the country next door to the country we're going to attack. 
<laughs> you know, it was the Saudis that attacked us, not, you know, not the Iraqis, not the Iranians, you know, not the Afghanistanis, you know, all they did was harbor, you know, bin Laden. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, you know, really, well, they, they allowed them to set up training camps. Okay, you know, the Taliban and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the United States of America has displayed greed as a benefit for so many years. Yeah. It's just like Brazil now. When you talk to anyone in Brazil about trying to save the rainforest, ah, you burned down all of your forests years ago. You, you, you cleared all the land and built houses and factories and but now we want to do the same in our country and oh but it's an ecological disaster. <laughs> well, they're right. And 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 we're wrong. We're wrong in that we continue to perpetuate the same nonsense day after day, reelecting the same group, babbling idiots that do nothing but right. take our money and run to the bank. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty much. And that's both parties. I don't care what Mr. Biden has to say. You know, he's going to do absolutely nothing. He's going to sit in the White House and go, oh, I'm the president. <laughs> you know? And very little, every, very little is going to change. Yeah. You know? You're still yeah. going to have the same rich people getting richer by the day, you know, exploiting everyone and everything they can in order to get another dollar. It's just, it goes against all of the rules, all of the commandments mm -hmm. that God laid out for us. And yet these are the same people that are sitting in churches. Yeah, every exactly. Sunday, you know, with their, with their little minds all wrapped around how pious they are and, and, and how in control of the world they are. And God is good for them. That's because they use God. They yeah, don't exactly. They, 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 they don't share their life with God. Mm -mm. They don't share anything with anyone. I mean, that's why they're damn rich in the first place. They didn't just, you know, create something. You know, yeah. they they make most of their money by destroying things. Yeah, yeah, and that, that and that to me, you know kind of gets to me too because when people just take God they take what they want out of you know what I mean things yeah. that are of God and then they do the opposite but at the same time these people that walk around and say that they're doing God's work you know they'll go to church and pray but then you know as soon as they get out of church it's off to the bank make sure everything is good right exactly yeah. you know just all for, all, for, all for show you know yeah, it yeah. really is. It's a yeah. game they play with themselves. Yeah. Somebody was telling me uh, something about uh, uh, the mafia used to, uh, the dons, when they would get to a certain point of wealth, you know, they would, <laughs> they would actually get an appointment with the Pope and, and get the Pope to um, cleanse them of all their sins 
you know, and pay huge amounts of money in order to make this happen. Um, and then go home and start killing and lying and, and raping, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, and then even if that were to work, it's like, okay, but you still, and, that, and that's just ridiculous right there, yeah. you know, to think that, that that is possible, but then to even do it and go back and do the same same thing, that's kind of like even with when people ask for forgiveness from, from God and, you know, want to change their ways and then completely just, you know, go, you know okay, thanks, and then they just go back to their, their ways and it's like, yeah. well, I mean. As a, or once saved, always saved. It's like, okay, now I can just go out there and just do what I want. And I'm like, that's not how. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm like, what are you reading? Let me see. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it 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 amazes me that people allow themselves to believe in these idiots that are so obvious about taking their money. Number one. Um, taking their loyalty and abusing it, number two, and and just they're happiest when they convert people, you know, so to speak, and and, and not just in religion, in politics, and it, it seems like each one of these various aspects plays right back into the other. And, and it feeds off itself and, and grows. And, and this is one of the main reasons why we're seeing now so much more, so many more hate groups coming around. Yeah. So much more racism and, and bigotry uh, coming to light uh, because there's, a, there's a, an acceptance from the powers that be that it's okay. You know, mm. there's good people on both sides of that argument. Yeah. No, there really isn't. <laughs> there really <laughs> isn't. There's, uh, there's people that want you to believe they're good people, but they really aren't. Yeah, their actions show different. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, and this, is, this is why it was so easy for me to get involved with Kevin, you know, and to, uh, to do this little documentary called I Learned It From You um, because that's where almost everything in our lives comes from. We yeah. learn it. We learn it as we're growing up. Very much so. Uh, yeah. We put in a position to where we almost have to believe it because we're, we're being told by people that we supposedly trust. Yeah. You, know, you think, why would, what, why would this be a lie or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And yeah. then they lie to you again. Yeah. And, and then you got to start looking at it like, I know that's a lie. Why would yeah. you lie to me about something like this if you're not trying to fool me? And right. if you're trying to fool me, why? What's in it for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's why it's so powerful when it says uh, sometimes what someone uh, teaches can have deadly consequences. Exactly. Are you in danger? Exactly. You know, which is and why we see so much of this these days. You know, yeah. and so, so much, especially with, with with cops and young black men. You know, uh, they'd rather either just grab them and slam them to the ground immediately, or shoot them. 
yeah. then to try and 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 you know uh, try and negotiate or try and understand or try and you know make them understand that you know this isn't the way things are going to be changed you know no they just rather reach out and slap someone yeah and that just shows uh, what who they are and what their intent there there never was any type of uh let me you know the well, the situation at hand or whatever it was only to exactly. pick out their hatred you know exactly. exactly it's just a release for them you know instead yeah. of trying to handle the situation like an adult instead of trying to be a person that serves and protects instead of trying to be a person that brings intellect and brings honesty and brings integrity to any situation they would rather just you know blow up get it over with now i don't have to worry about that anymore i understand you know there's a lot of these cops that are scared i mean there's a lot of scared people in this country period yeah uh, that's very true you know the republicans are scaring them to death making them think that the democrats are gonna you know come and get their weapons eh. mm -hmm. the 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 democrats are, are scaring the, the you know their people to death saying you know look what this idiot's doing you know and the independents are like in the middle going no nah, that's not really happening you know but i can understand where you would feel that way but and they're not getting involved they're sitting in between mm -hmm. that game of I, I don't really care i do but i can't get involved because then my neighbor might see me and then i've got to live with that exactly exactly you know? and then somebody, nobody does anything you know just sits by yeah yeah, yeah. But, but has a lot to say about it <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. but not, not willing to to stand up and, and 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 do and that's what i noticed now these days that nobody's doing like as citizens it's so just like it's so easy to just you got to stand still and you don't even realize it or it's like if you think you have no control or no say so or, or what it is or it's just this planet this has worked so well that they you know what i mean they just kind of just got you just kind of like if you've been and like if you yeah. can't move, like you're injected with something that you can't even move or think for yourself. You're waiting for somebody else to tell you how to live your life and how it's going to be. People are in shock. Yeah. That's why, that's why they stand there dumbfounded. They're in shock. They can't believe that that just happened in front of their eyes. Mm -hmm. You know? And, and, and they don't react to it. They don't do anything about it because, oh my God. I'd have to be involved and then I might have to explain to the police why I was involved or, or I might have to explain to my boss why I was involved or. Are people going to think this or think that? Yeah. Everybody expects the status quo to, to remain, you know, and, and it just doesn't. If we don't reach out, like, like Martin Luther King Jr. said, if we, are violent, we can expect violence. Exactly. If we don't stand up and make people change the way they see us, 
then that's on us. Yeah. We have to be better than they are. Yep. We have to expand ourselves and our surroundings. But it's just not happening because you've got so many people that are following this group or following that group. They don't think for themselves. Don't think for themselves. Yeah, exactly. That's the biggest problem. To, to let people know what they really think so they're following along to fit in, you know? Yeah. And it's a huge problem that people don't want to. I think it's laziness, to be honest with you. Yeah. They, they don't know what's okay to feel and what's okay to stand up for or against. And so, therefore, they just sit on their butts and do nothing. I'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see that. You know, I'll just wait to see what happens. <laughs> and, and what happens is what these other groups that are trying to lead us around by the nose want to happen. Yeah. Um, because I feel like we have no control at all whatsoever. Just like the race hatred nonsense with, you know, Richard Spencer and his group. The hate is going to escape. They're going to have their way because there's no sense to what they're doing. There's no, um, there's no justification for it. It's not at all. So they make one up. They, they make up their own beliefs. And, and anybody that says that that's wrong, well, that's because they're wrong. That's because they don't have their minds right. And, and that's, that's sickening, you know? Mm -hmm. It's sickening that people allow other people to make decisions for them. Exactly. We and I don't... try to explain sometimes to my son, I'm like, there are rules, there's laws, you know, yes. that, that, that is there. But yeah. there's also, you know what I mean, that, you know, and the yeah. laws, you know, the, the land and stuff. But then there's just, hum you know what I mean? As a human being, there's human rights. You know exactly. what I mean? Things that you don't have to allow to happen to you that one will tell you you do because if you don't know your rights and you don't know any of these things, then you're going to fall for it. You fall to stand for the next thing with um, Malcolm X. Uh, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yep. You know? An excellent yeah. point. Mm -hmm. You know? I, I again... Uh, go back to you know Dr. King and and nonviolence and but at the same time, Malcolm X with stand up for yourself. Don't let these people push you around. Don't let them say things that you know aren't true and and affect your children and affect your lives. Um, you know. We have to be, uh, as humans, yeah. we have to be accepting of all and inclusive of all people. Yep. And one day we will see that in this world. Either that or we'll blow it all to hell, you know. <laughs> Either one, or, huh? one or the other. And, and if they decide to push those buttons, I'm going out in my front yard and waving bye-bye. I'm going to bend over, point my butt toward the sky, and just tell them all what they can kiss as I go. I, I'm 30 miles from a nuclear power plant, you know? So I'm sure it's gonna be one of the targets if there is, you know, if ever ever hits the fan. Um, like I said, I'm just gonna stand in the front yard. I don't wanna survive it. All the, 
all these idiots want to live forever and survive, you know, a nuclear holocaust or survive whatever pandemic nonsense, you know, uh, we bring about against each other. Uh, you know, it's foolishness. Yeah. What we need to be working towards is one world. Yeah. Yep, yep. And America is the melting pot that can make that happen, or they can screw it up to the point really. where it blows itself up. Yep, completely. Yeah. I completely agree with you. You know, we're all God's children. You know what I mean? And and it's yeah. like no one can. You could say it all day long and 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 fight it and say no, you know. But then at the same time too, if you say you're doing God's work, then you know, it's like, well, I mean, then, but, you know, nobody really focuses in on that. You know, you know, they try to remove that because, you know, I think people are scared of the, the truth or because that will expose them, you know what I mean? And then yeah. I think people are really scared of the truth and because it, it will, it, it expose themselves to themselves too, who they really are, exactly. you know, and people choose and choose how they, they want to use God because, you know, that'll get through to a lot of people. But that, to me, I just, I, it's kind of, makes me mad you know what I mean because I'm like that's not how that works and you're not fooling him fool me all day long I'm not the one that's going to be judging you and telling you where you're going so uh good luck with that (laughs) exactly you're gonna have to pay for all they have to pay for all of this you know it's sad that we're we're paying for it people are losing lives or lost their lives at the hand of another human being you know ignorant but all in the end it's like you you're still going to lose because you're not in control you have really no real real power because you still have to answer to their your creator yeah exactly and you know it it, it was such a simple plan when god laid it out for us uh yeah you know follow these 10 rules (laughs) (laughs) it's it's gonna be easy and 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 it isn't you know because of all the other the seven deadly sins, you know, which, mm-hmm. you know, greed is probably the one that oh, yeah. stands out the most, um, you know, why somebody has to have $200 billion or be worth a trillion dollars yeah. and still won't do the right thing by the people that helped him make the money. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Talk about Jeff Bezos with his trillion dollars, but he won't, you know, give health insurance to his people. You know, more than what they, you know, they are required by law. That's that's about as far as he's willing to go. That's uh, to me, that's just pure evil because everybody needs, you know, I mean, nobody just wants to be sick or for free. Like, oh, I, I love dying or having these, uh, you know, can't, you know, these yep. things. That's like that's a humane. That's like. That to for one to not be able to get a process done and it's that or die because they don't have enough money to me, I find that to be disgusting. You're telling them their 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 life has price and you know, I, I'm sorry we don't we, we don't have the money to to take right. care of you. You're, I still think that my mom was better off. She probably would have you know what I mean made it through what she went through, but since you know she didn't have you know the, the right the proper hair health care that she she had. It, that was like always played an issue on, you know, what I mean, her getting what she needed. Exactly. Kind of like have a place to live and take care of myself, or be able to take care of my health. 
And that that there alone is just really, really pisses me off. Yeah, this is your office. It's it's sad that 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 people think that way. I mean, but let me let me let me pose a little question for you here. Can you name any rich person other than a lotto winner that didn't have to step on toes, break rules, regulations, and people in order to achieve those riches? Mm mm. No, not at all. So it's an attitude and a willingness to destroy other people's lives in order to make your life better. Kind of like, what did you give up? What did you sacrifice? Or what did you sell? You know, just kind of like selling yourself. Yeah. Sell yeah. your soul. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, what saddens me as much as anything else is that people admire these rich people, especially the ultra rich, you know, the, mm -hmm. the ones that are buying the three million dollar cars and, yeah. you know, trillion dollars. They're homes. the greatest thing, kids, you know. It's ridiculous. You, you know? have all that money, then you're, you're great, you know, and that's, and they want to aspire to do whatever, you know, I listen to the children, you know, around me and how they mm -hmm. talk about these things and, and the, the, the name brand stuff they can barely even spell or pronounce and, and that's right. where, you know, I mean, and the, the rappers and the people that have all this money, that's what they aspire to be because they have money and I don't have to go to school. I can do, you know, and it's just like. And, and the game and the game is, you know, I did it my way. You know, I'm a thug. I took what I wanted. So, no, <laughs> no, that, that's not right. That doesn't make it okay. You at know? all. Uh, I feel like to me as a teacher, I like, I, I, it baffles me. I say, no matter who you are, you can be a king, you can be the president, no matter what, everybody has had a teacher. And I said, you can become famous over uh, uh, making some kind of silly tape or whatever, however you get there and just become, and the world is given to you here, here, here. You know what I mean? You got first responders out here. You got freaking teachers. Yep. You know what I mean? Making not enough. Really want to be honest. With, it, I mean, we should make a, a whole lot more people oh, if yeah. you go away unappreciate more. You, then, you know what I mean? Why, we, should a, why should a lawyer get $450 or more per hour when a teacher is lucky to make that in a week? Right, right. You know? Yeah. Because it takes a certain type of person, you know what I mean? It's not just something like, oh, you teach. You, that comes with, like, the good, the, the stress, you know what I mean? To all, all of it. But, you know, but, but then it comes with also the teacher is giving herself. She loves, you know what I mean, what or he or she does, exactly. you know? And, and no, man, no amount of money really can compare to watching a, a child grow and teaching them and, and seeing the light bulb turn on and seeing them su succeed, so... Well, they say as long as you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Right. But if doing what you love means being a a, a slime ball and, and leading the world down a primrose path to hell, then I, I don't want to be in that group. <laughs> You're like, I'll pass. <laughs> I, I, I like teachers and and doctors and nurses and people that do things because they feel they have a calling and they feel that they can uh make a difference in right. one life 
just one life, you know, and that makes their life worthwhile. Exactly. And, and that's what's important. Mm -hmm. Not what color they are, you know, not how they sound when they speak. Yeah. What we do. That's what's important. Yep. And I think that's one of the things that that I liked about Kevin so much was that was his his view was, you know, I'm doing this because I can and I think it's important. And yep. and have the courage when, too. When you asked me to join, out. I was like, Yeah, why not? You know? Yeah. I think that's it's that's awesome. Yeah. I think it's awesome that you know, he had courage, you know, mean to, to, to do it, you know, because some people, like you said before, are, well, you know, don't want to expose themselves or, or, or come out and, and, you know, be looked at as in a certain way. And, and I think it's awesome that you seen and, and you reached out and you said, you know what I mean? I'll do yep. it. And I think that's so important because if we open up the dialect and, and share and, and do things like this, we'll find out that somebody else will, will come along and then somebody else will, somebody else will, you know, you know, and then that could change the world. You know, what fascinates me is that we're such individuals as people that if I had three brothers, every one of us would be different. You understand? Because each one of us, even though we grew up the same, even though we went through the same things with the same parents, each one of us have different ways of looking at things, different ways of, of examining the world. And that makes us human. That makes us grow and, and become better humans. Um, Allowing those nonsense to continue is just ignorance. You know, it's ignorant on the part of our leaders. It's ignorant on the, on the part of the people that follow these leaders. Um, and, and I try, you know, just like you do, and Kevin does, in my own way to, to pass along information that I've learned the hard way. And even though I can make it apply, you know, to, to your life and to uh, the lives of people around you, I can't make you change because of it. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and in order to change anything, people have to want to change. Yep, that wow. willing want to is, yeah, very much so, they have to want it. Yep. And I just, I don't see enough of that going on. It really isn't. <laughs> I don't see enough of it going on. It's sad, but yeah. you know, where we're at these days. Yeah, people have got conditions to just not doing doing anything and it's like you know like you said you do as much as you can to pass things along and you don't let that stop you you know what I mean right, right. instead of like some people well, what's the point you know and it's like 
I, I want to be somebody that tried, that did something. You know, I, that's why I want my legacy to be. I at least fought. I tried to fight for something. I think at some point in anybody's life, there's going to be a moment, a defining moment when you have to fight for something. Exactly. And you're doing that for your children. Yep. You know, yep. not just, not they have just to look forward children, to. but the children that you teach in school, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, because I look around at the world, it saddens me. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm the, in the way like their protector because it saddens me because I'm like, this is what you have to look forward to. Well, let me go ahead and do my part. You know what I mean? That's why I focus on, I love education and kids because this is going to be theirs. You know what I mean? It, hopefully, exactly. you know, we're still flat. The world is still standing, but this is, they're going to need a fighting chance. Like, what are they going to have? You know what I mean? As, if educators, parents, and all of us don't focus in on them, exactly. you know what I mean? Because nobody really looks at that like, hello. <laughs> And I've got not gonna live forever. Hello. <laughs> I've got three grandchildren that, you know, I pray for on a regular basis that, you know, these things all change before they become adults. But yeah. you know, I'm just leading myself down the primrose path with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I believe it can and it will, but it's gonna take a lot better system than what we have now. You oh, know, yeah. and that's just not not just in this country, but every country. Everywhere, yes, yes. Anywhere. Getting rid of all these, what is it, 6,000 people around the world that control the majority of the wealth. Yeah. Um, and just also happen to be like not great people. Like how is oh, yeah, it? <laughs> yeah. well, you know, that's how they keep their money, because if they were great people, uh, They'd be like where it needs to be. Gates, Melinda <laughs> Gates out there giving away half their fortune. <laughs> Helping others. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, doing what they can, you know. And, and even then, you know, uh, I can't say, I can't say enough about Bill Gates and what he does, you know, philanthropically. But I can tell you that his use of, of, uh, of prison labor and part-time labor, um, you know, to to save himself money by not having to pay benefits because those people were all part-time and not having to pay wages to the people that were doing the printing of his boxes and what have you. Well, he paid, you know, the prison officials, but he didn't pay the individual prisoners. Um, you know, in order to be a businessman, it's okay to screw people over. <laughs> not, you know, and I don't care if it's Bill Gates or, or you know, and somebody that does good things with their money once they've got it. It's too late. You've already crapped on so many people at this point. You're never going to make up for it. You know, you're never going to be that good human that you know, or the, the rich man that can squeeze through the eye of a needle in order to get into heaven, you're not going to get there. <laughs> but yeah. this is what we're seeing today. And, and I think I think it's sad. I, I wish there was another person like Martin Luther King Jr. to come along and, and lead us out of this darkness. Yeah. Uh, somebody that we could all trust. Uh, and somebody that wasn't trying to lead us down that primrose path. Yeah. Um, 
for you, I'd like you to, uh, next time you're on Facebook, uh, go to a page, R.C. Romaine, R-O-M-I-N-E. Okay, I see. Uh, he and I, you know, just, well, he writes these um, three or four paragraphs of things talking about a book he's written uh, called The Foundations. Um, which is a found foundation for society, okay? One built on honesty, ethics, equality. Um, and I like a lot of what he has to say. I, I can't say I agree with every little bit, but I don't agree with almost anyone on every little aspect of what they believe. And I don't expect people to believe in, in everything I say wholeheartedly. You know, I mean, we all have our differences. We all have our, our way of, of getting to where we want to be. But yeah. uh, check out his page. I think, I think you'll get a kick out of it. Um, he's not pretentious. He's just very open about what it's going to take to, to, to get this country back on track. And personally, I think it's gonna take a revolution. Yeah. I'm hoping it's not a violent revolution, but at the same time, I think the French had the right idea, you know? Get the big head chopping machine out, put it in a big yard someplace where everybody can watch what's going on. You know, bring out those rich bastards that have been crapping all over you. <laughs> put them on the damn stump. Let the blade fall. Then you take their money and you put it into the government. Wow. There'd be some changes made real quick in this country. I don't know if that's, yeah. that's a good thing, but yeah. I, I believe it's really the only realistic way that we're going to get this country where it's supposed to be. And yeah. that's out of the hands of, of two parties that yeah. don't give a damn about any of us, whether we're black, white, green, turquoise, purple, or yellow. Nope, they no. don't care. It's don't just care about each other. <laughs> it's a game they play. Yep. You know, it's a game they play to get over on us. And, yep. and we're being mistreated and we're allowing them to get away with it. Yep, allowing it. Yep. Because, okay, I, 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 I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what good are you doing? You're not really standing up for anything. You're not really going anywhere. Yeah, but no, you've, got, you've got three choices. Republican, Democrat, or independent. I think we need a Green Party. I think we need a religious party. Religion is already part of the American culture whether we like it or not, whether we believe in it or not. So we need a party, you yep. know, to protect those rights. Yeah, because the government's in their hands and it's like they, that's, they, they don't even, exactly. I mean, we can just see, right, you know, what they do. Yep. You know. We, we need a variety of parties. To protect. Like they have, like they have yeah. in England. I think they've got five or six parties. <laughs> yeah. There's a party everywhere! <laughs> Yeah, that would be pretty awesome, you know, to protect those, you know. Exactly. You leave everything for the to the government, and that's that's very 
very scary. It stops majorities, you know, from yeah. taking over and hands down just putting their foot on the back of everybody's neck and saying, we're in power. Right. <laughs> give give, give man a little bit of control, a little power. <laughs> that's, that's why I think it's going to take a revolution in this country. Hopefully nonviolent. I've been to six lawyers trying to get uh, somebody to, uh, to sue the Republican Party based on the lies and the BS that they tell. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> nobody's willing to take it. <laughs> I, I had one lawyer tell me, he, he was giggling while I was saying it. I was laughed out of a couple of offices completely. But uh, this one guy, he was giggling while he was saying it, but he says, you know, I agree with you, but I want to be a lobbyist because they make ungodly amounts of money and they're not accountable for it. And so does just about every other attorney I know. And I was like, okay, so you're saying there, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to find a lawyer to handle this case, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, he says, unless you find some, you know, idealistic rich kid straight out of Harvard or something like that, just, you know, uh, and even then, you know, that's one person, you know, on, on, a, on, a, on a case like that, you know, you, you got you got to sue the entire party that that includes the Supreme Court. Huge. Because, yeah, because every Republican. It's just like the Nazi party. They vote lockstep, you know. Uh, uh, Mitt Romney was the only one with any guts during that impeachment trial, as far as I was concerned. He stood up for what he believed in his heart against a pig that, you know, uh, really is more akin to a piece of gum on the bottom of your shoe. That's, 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 how, that's how I see the orange buffoon. Mm -hmm. uh, but even so, he is what they want right now. And that's sad when you think that there's 48% of this country that wants that kind of crap. Wow. Asking for their leaders. <laughs> Yikes. It makes my skin crawl. Yeah. But then you got the other side, <laughs> like yeah. Biden. I, he just makes your skin crawl in a whole different direction. You know? <laughs> he really does. Uh, like it, it really like comes down to the to people like really like just like taking the lesser like, well, I'll, exactly. I'll, just, I'll just take this guy, you know. Or, and, well, and, that, and that's what you hear year after year during the presidential elections. It's vote for hell. Or the suburb of hell. <laughs> you know, eh, the suburbs are nice this time of year. Yeah. You're left with so many options, and you're like, well, I'm definitely not. So, and then you're not, you know, it's kind of like you don't really have good, good choices, and you just go with the, with the one that. Which is, which is why we need, them, you know, which is why we need multiple parties. <laughs> yeah. You know? Not just two parties. Yeah. Like you said, it's gonna take it's gonna take something huge, and I can't say I even know if the revolution. I always used to think about because I, I liked always reading government, and I was always in, into like reading about you know about the constitution and all that stuff. It, it you know yeah. I, I just enjoyed it, but you know the overthrow, well, you know I to overthrow get rid of the constitution. 
I don't want to get rid of the Bill of Rights, not in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I just want to get rid of these bastards that are controlling us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or look, you know, the one where it can overthrow the government. Like, I was like, a lot of people probably don't even know what that what that is. And I said, I don't even think that people are, are even designed to be able to handle that, to even be able yeah. to. Well, I find myself, when I, when I talk about these things, I, I find myself wondering when, you know, the agents are going to come to the door and say, you know, What's this we hear you talking about overthrowing the government? Uh, it's coming. It ain't going to be me, but it's coming. You know, I'm 68 years old. I've got COPD. Uh, I've had three cancers. It's not going to be me, you know. But you guys got to understand, uh, I'm talking to politicians, they are responsible. They're responsible for, for the racism. They're responsible for the, uh, for the lack of health care. They're responsible for, they call themselves leaders. So they're pretty much responsible for all the bad things as well as every little good thing that they've ever done. But they don't want to tell you about the bad things and they don't want to accept responsibility for them. You know, like Trump. I'm not responsible for anything. Of course you're not. You're an idiot. How could anybody be responsible for anything? Yeah, he's been blamed this on so many different people. As long as it's not him, they'll ask him, what do you, do you think he did? Of course, yeah, I think he did it. They can point hey. to a rock. You think that rock did it? Yeah, the rock, that, that rock on the ground? Hey, Definitely, I think he did it. <laughs> his party buys it. The followers, the, the small-minded little idiots that just, oh, he's so charismatic. <laughs> He does our whole life. He knows us so well. I don't get it. He's so ignorant. Fire people. He's so uneducated. The things that come out of his mouth and, and the words. He'll, how, who argues with a, you're like a president. You're supposed to represent. There's etiquette. You have no like mannerism. He'll argue and call somebody a reporter. You're, you're stupid. You're never going to yeah. succeed anyway. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> I was like, dude. What you... And we, we saw all this before he was elected. Yep. That's, that's and, the crazier and, part. That he and, showed his colors just, when he and it just got continuing to continued to get worse. Yeah, you know? uh, we still haven't seen his tax records. <laughs> he never showed his uh, his transfer school either, huh? His uh. Nope, nope. He, he's he's not going to let anybody see any of that. Nonsense. I can tell why. <laughs> just the five, way he speaks. <laughs> five times draft dodging sissy. You know, and and he, and believe me, <laughs> when you talk about the 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 documentary i learned it from you imagine what his kids have learned from him exactly oh man because i i think of him when i think of i learned it from you because i'm like he didn't just wake up like this i told my son no. i was like this has been and he got it from his father and then now look at his children and i'm just like well dear i heard he referred to his own son when um, somebody was telling me when he was talking to his wife melania as your like that boy your son like the way he was yeah. uh, speaking like you know, with kind of like, you know, regards, and he said some kind of a, you know, inappropriate things towards his own, about his own daughter. I thought this is the guy that says, grab him by the, you know what I mean? That's what kids yep. got to look back on, like, well, Donald okay. said, <laughs> you know, grab him by the, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, oh my God. And, and the fact that he was out cheating on his wife with a porn star and a 15 year old kid sitting at home. Oh my goodness. You know, and in the news, oh. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And then, you know, they caught him with, you know, paying the money and he was, oh, it still wasn't me. It was, <laughs> it was a lawyer. He did it, you know. He's just saying I did it because, you know, I don't do anything wrong. 
<laughs> ever, even if you see me doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh man, I tell you. Yeah, I'm t- it's it's really sad and scary, but at the same time, I find it really fascinating. So I, I, he annoys me a lot, but sometimes I just find it so fascinating. I'm just like, you just can't make stuff like I like. I, I just like yeah, I he, love to do an interview with this guy because I just gotta know. Howard Stern, what you gonna say next? <laughs> <laughs> every time I think I, I can't get even more surprised, gets me every time. I'm like, man, you're good, you're good. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah. goodness gracious. I really appreciate you coming on here and, and, and sharing. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. You're a smart lady. I, I hope you uh, get some recognition for the work you're doing in your community and, and others. Uh, and even if not, you've always got those kids. You're, you're, you're uh, influencing, you know, yeah. minute by minute when you're teaching them, you know, yeah. and that's important, you know. Yeah, even though we're doing it by computer now, but, you know, it's for, for safety, but, you know, I, at least I still get to, you know, there's a way yeah. that I can still reach out to them and spend time with them and stuff, so that's a blessing. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is, um, this piece is going to be amazing. I haven't heard from Kevin for a while, but I'm going to reach out again because, you know, from the time I, I was, had worked with him and now, you know, as a podcaster, I have grown and learned so many things that I could improve, you know what I mean, improved, you know, I learned all this by myself, so, you know what I mean, I just want him to always know that this right here meant so much to me that it kind of made me realize why I do what what I do and what my my mission is, you know. You seem to be an amazing woman, just keep it up. Thank you so much, thank you. And I've enjoyed myself, it's been, it's been a hoot. I didn't feel like we were doing like a show. I felt like we were just sitting here just talking and stuff. <laughs> Basically what we were doing, huh? Yeah. And I love that too. I, I, I'm not all like interviewee. I like to be like, keep it real, you know, authentic, like real, you know? Yeah. And so I appreciate you being such a pleasure and so easy to talk to. Well, thank you for your time. No problem. Thank you. And um, anytime, you know what I mean? You, you want, you need anything or. If you want to, you know, talk or come on the show or well, anything I could ever do. a friend request so you can follow me from time to time. And... Okay, for sure. <laughs> totally, for sure. Okay, so when I'm done getting everything going, I'll send you over and let you the links and stuff so you can uh, share with your, um, on your uh, social media too. Great, thank you. Thank you, Michael, and I guess we'll be talking soon. Hope so. All right, everybody, this is Michael Dyer. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Brandy J. Singleton, and once again, thank you for tuning in to Michael Dyer and I episode, and uh, you're very much appreciated. I want to say to everyone that we're better than this as people. To be the destruction of others, each other, humans destroying humans, tearing lives apart. That's not what it's 
supposed to be about or be like? Where's the growth? Not the agenda. You know? Not the agenda of setting up certain events so that certain things will happen to destroy lives. But the growth, as far as enough's enough, tired of wreaking havoc and pain, tired of taking havoc and pain, where's the growth? We're finally a nation, a world, planet, a world of humans, human beings, not white, not black, not Asian, not Hispanic, not anything, but human beings, children of an amazing father. Because see, without life, without having life breathing to us, there would be nothing, none of this. So first of all, the value and the honor of life itself is just not even held in regards. As if there isn't consequences to the things that we do. Where's the appreciation of life? For, to me, this is how I feel. To take the gift of life and to wake up every day to destroy and be the destruction of others. Says a lot. Some very messed up stuff there. Some way, some way, way gone thinking. Just, just resonate on that for a minute here. Because doesn't one value their life, right? So does this mean that one that is willing and that seeks out to destroy others, no matter what it is, steal, kill, and all of the above, would that mean that they don't value theirs? So that's why they wreak it upon others. I mean. I just, I just find it, I would say, hard to believe. Because we sit back and say, ah, it's not hard to believe. But come on. Because if it wasn't, we wouldn't have all these emotions and feelings and thoughts and opinions about everything. Oh, it's hard to believe. It's hard to withstand. Because for a lot of us, we don't seek out to to harm people and just, and for no apparent reason, just because, but like, like I said in the beginning, those six questions, that Kevin asked, six people asked Michael, he asked Michael, so when you go and check out the documentary, I learned it from you, you will hear Michael 
answering those questions. See, I didn't ask him those questions on the show because I want and need for you to, to listen to him in the documentary as Kevin asked him for the very first time. They never knew what the questions were until they sat down and then began. That's what I want you to go back and listen to each individual, answer those questions and how genuinely and how each person responded to the questions. So having Michael here today was a treat. And Michael just you know, gave us, you know, some insight on his life, things that, you know, he went through. And from his experience and time, what he's learned and seen and saw and the conclusions of, of where he's at right now. So that's what this was here today with Michael Dyer. But there's more of each of the cast members in the documentary. I learned it from you. Noah, Stephen Noah Sims. Go back from last year. Check that one out. I'm going to actually do something here, guys. When um, this show airs, you know, I aired I Learned It From You earlier. I, I, you know, I aired it again. Well, you know, it's always going to, you're always going to find all my stuff on all these different plethora of streaming medias. But I personally aired it, shared it to social media sites so you guys can listen to that. And then I'm going to share Noah's. Stephen Noah said, I just love, I love the name Noah. I think it's so, it's so cute. And share that one. But. I'm going to. Air. This one right here from Michael Dyer. Now this is Michael Dyer's story. This is just Michael Dyer, you know? I really appreciate Kevin for having the courage to put it out there. But 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 from something that he remembered as a childhood, he asked, you know what I mean? He asked his parents some things, you know? How awesome and, and talented just to, you know, to bring that all together. I, I really have plans and I'm hoping to get all of the cast, you know, the cast members and even Kevin back, you know, but, um, yeah, check them all out. And the one with, you know, I learned a few from you, obviously with Kevin, he's given us more into, you know, the, the documentary. I learned it from you and even about himself and his background. But uh, the documentary, that's when you'll hear those questions applied to um, all six of them. <laughs>